Good morning and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. I'm your guest host, Milena. And I'm your host, Erica. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys about the different types of killers. Dun, dun, dun. So grab yourself a warm cup of coffee and let's dive on in. I'm going to tell you guys about the three different types of killers. So the first one is going to be mass murderers and then spree killers and then serial killers. And I'll give you some different examples of people that we've covered that would fit into these categories. So Melina, for you, this is going to be kind of interesting because you don't necessarily know all the cases that we've covered. The first one is mass murderers. So mass murderers kill four or more people at one location during a continuous period of time. And it can be committed by a single individual or a group of members. I think an example that a lot of people are going to kind of know that is not an episode that we've actually covered, but that would be the Columbine High School shooting from 1999, where 13 were murdered and 20 were wounded. And this was committed by 18-year-old Eric Harris and 17-year-old Dylan Cloyd. But we did cover a mass murderer. Richard Farley, and we covered him in December of 2019. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, you can. It is one of our higher played episodes, but it is about a man named Richard Farley who had a crush on a co-worker, but it quickly turned into an extreme obsession and some stalkerish behavior, and it ultimately led to an office shooting. So he falls into that category of a mass murderer who I don't remember how many victims he had. You'd have to listen to the episode to learn more. But he killed more than four people and it was at one location at the office and it was committed by a single individual. Mass murder is definitely one of the ones I feel that's more talked about. And as someone that doesn't look into criminals all day long, that is probably the one that I've heard the most, whether it be at school or just something that's talked about on social media and stuff like that. I think it is covered on the media a lot more often than some of the other ones that it's covered more worldwide, whereas some of these other ones might not be as much coverage or happen as often. So the next one is spree killers. So a spree killer will murder two or more victims, but it's at more than one location. So that's the major difference between a spree killer and a mass murderer. The spree killers just kind of go all over and their murders occur at multiple locations but they don't have a cooling off period in between each kill. They just really keep going. So an example of a spree killer that we've covered in the past would be the episode over Charles Starkweather and Carol Fugate. And we covered that case in November of 2019. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode, but a little brief overview of that, there was a murder spree in the 1950s. So 19-year-old Charles Starkweather And 13-year-old Carol Fugate went on a murder spree and killed multiple people. It is up in the air whether or not Carol actually committed any murders, but it is confirmed that Charles did murder multiple people, and so he is considered a spree killer. I feel that spree killing is definitely the least talked about, I would say. Although I briefly knew what it was, just from you talking about it before, because you do talk about the podcast to me a lot, but... I feel like that's definitely one that isn't talked about every day, so I feel like some people just kind of forget that that's a thing. 
I don't feel like spree killings happen as often as some of the other ones because it does require no cooling off period. And a lot of people will take that cooling off period or just do it all at once at one location. It's not seen as often where people are murdering multiple people at multiple locations and not cooling off. The next is serial killers. And there's actually three types of serial killers that we'll get into. According to the FBI, this is the definition they have. A serial killer is someone who commits at least three murders over more than a month with an emotional cooling off period in between. So the fact that they have a cooling off period, that's that's the difference between spree and serial. So the difference between mass and spree is just that secondary location. And the difference between spree and serial is just that cooling off period and the time frame. A couple serial killers that we have covered, and there's more than what I'm mentioning, but we have covered the Kimberly Killer, Israel Keys, Ted Bundy, and John Wayne Gacy. Ted Bundy was our most recent one that we covered. John Wayne Gacy and Israel Keys, I know we covered last year in 2019. I think Israel Keys was our first serial killer. And then the Kimberly Killer was one of our first ones as well. The first serial killer is the organized killer. So they're the most difficult to identify and capture because they're very, very organized and they plan well out in advance. They put a lot of time and effort into their victims and the like finding a target. They almost watch them. They have a plan at location to take the victim once they kidnap them. They put in a lot of planning. They're very organized about the way that they're going to commit their crime. And so it does make them a little bit more difficult to identify because they're putting so much effort in. They typically will take pride in their work and follow it in the news and sometimes try to insert themselves into the investigation to throw off investigators. For example, Ted Bundy would have been an organized killer and so would John Wayne Gacy. I think Israel Keys might kind of fit into this one as well, just because he was so meticulously organized and very difficult to capture. The only thing that wouldn't necessarily fit him is that he tried to insert himself into the investigation because Israel Keys did everything he could to keep himself out of the media and out of any of it. Police didn't even ever have them on their radar. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. The next kind of serial killer is a medical killer. This one is very rare. And the killer who would have previously been in the medical field, so they are very highly intelligent and they know how to cover up their murders. Typically, it's in some sort of medically induced way. And there have been doctors that have managed to kill dozens of people before others catch on. So we've not actually covered one of these. But an example that I found is Italian nurse Daniela, I'm going to butcher this last name, Poggiali, who murdered 38 patients using potassium chloride and then took pictures of herself next to the deceased bodies and shared them on social media. I've never heard of like an actual story of this happening But I do watch Criminal Minds and there was an episode that was on there and that was kind of what was happening. The killer was in the medical field and then that helped 
him get away with the murder, which obviously that is not the truth. It's Criminal Minds. It's fake. But that's the closest connection I have. Criminal Minds is not 100% accurate, but they do base it off of certain things. They base it off of some truths. So I would say that they were trying to show a medical killer in that situation. And maybe we'll cover one in the upcoming future. The last killer is the disorganized killer. So they don't put any planning into the murder of their victims. They tend to choose people who are in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they attack at random. They make little to no effort in covering up crime. Tend to be on the move frequently all over the place. And typically are very antisocial with very low IQs. This is another one where we've not covered an example of this. But... Two examples that are pretty well known and we'll probably cover in the future would be Jack the Ripper and Jeffrey Dahmer. These are two people who really didn't put any planning into their murders and very antisocial. I do think it's kind of strange with Israel Keyes specifically. He's the one that stands out that we've covered that doesn't 100% fit into any of these categories. He fits with some things with organized, but he also fits with disorganized because he doesn't put the planning into the murders of his victims. He was very fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants, finding people that are in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like I said, that's one of our first episodes. It's from a while back, but go check it out. But if you want to go check it out and learn more about him and see where you'd kind of place him, and let us know if there's any killers that you can think of that you would fit into any of these categories that you'd like for us to cover, because we're always looking for case suggestions. You can submit them on our social media, through our email, however you would like. So going with the serial killer category, I've heard of serial killers who plan and pick their victims by what they look like. Is that part of the organized category? Just because, I mean, technically it is planning and you're, you know, picking out your targets based on what they look like and who have similar characteristics. Yeah, that would fall more into the organized killer because they are putting the planning in of trying to find people who fit a certain characteristic. A lot of times they're going to put in some time and effort of stalking as well to make sure that the person that they're attacking really does fit the criteria of whatever fantasy they're trying to play out in their heads. And then also another question, if you were just to kill one person and then get caught, what category would you fall under for that? For that, you would really just fall under a murderer. There's not necessarily a term for it. You really are just one and done, basically. A lot of times that's going to be more of a passion almost. It's going to come from hatred inside of you, some sort of passionate emotion that you're feeling where you want to end them. It might also be a situation where you are trying to become a serial killer, but you just get caught right away. You don't even have the chance. But yes, you just basically at that point be considered just a murderer. And there are different categories that you can fall into that we've talked about. First degree, second degree, or involuntary manslaughter, which for example, involuntary manslaughter could be just like recklessness of any sort. For example, if you are driving under the influence and somebody ends up dying from a car accident that way, it would be considered involuntary manslaughter. Or if you got in a fight with somebody and accidentally pushed them and they somehow died, that could fall into involuntary manslaughter. It could also fall into second degree murder. It's going to depend on the jury that you have and the case that you've built around whatever's happened. Very interesting. 
If you guys have any other questions about the different types of serial killers, I just wanted to go through these because we do mention a lot of these terms. And I want you guys to be able to tell the difference between all the different terms that we use and throw out there. If you guys have any questions about any of the killers that we've covered, if you have any suggestions, leave them in the comments on our Instagram post, on Facebook, message us, email us, just reach out to us. Otherwise, we will see you back for Thursday's full episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.